Good morning. You're listening to BFF.FM Best Frequencies Forever. I'm DJ Mr. Darcy, and this is the start of the Sunny and Skeptical Air Show. So I thought that was a nice uh, uh, lead song, uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Very classic song. Uh, it's my old roommate who's a debatably my best friend. I don't like using that word, um, but she is a very special uh, person in my life. I like her a whole lot. Um, Anna, uh, that's one of her favorite songs. Um, and it's like, I don't know how you uh, have certain songs that are just timeless to you. And it's like a the wedding song, you know, like if not to say that, um, I don't know. She she thinks that she's definitely going to get married someday, and I'm like iffy about I'm iffy about myself, you know, on marriage. But I use the same term of like, oh, that's a great, you know, wedding song. If I had to make a wedding playlist, that's like a happy, makes me feel like life is worth living song that just picks everybody up onto a dance floor. Um, mine, my equivalent to that is, uh, and that's the reason why she wants to get married in September is because of that song. It's her wedding song. Mine is, uh, Grand Funk's cover of The Locomotion. I don't know why, but if I found out all of my family died tomorrow and I heard that song, it would still probably, like, lift me up. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, I mean, I don't want to test fate or tempt fate, but I, you know, it's just one of those songs. It really takes me, snaps me out of my funk. Um, so speaking of Earth, Wind, and Fire, I'm super jazzed to have found out that my boss, who is uh, the professor that I was a teaching assistant for last semester, and now I'm toned back more of like her research assistant, because she is writing a book on uh, on environmental philosophy, and uh, the book's name, the manuscript's name, I should say, is uh, Eco Affectivity, and she's it's a huge process to get somebody to publish you, and so like especially in something as intricate and complex as uh, continental and environmental philosophy where, um, yeah, she had it sent to two different, um, editors at the same publishing company who gave her, like, uh, guidelines, uh, notes on where she should, uh, proof edit and, uh, doctor some things up in order for them to, uh, be able to make the, the, you know, thumbs up on publishing it. So, after two rounds of that, and they were still on the fence about whether or not they were going to publish it, um, she had a third review who was a completely different team of reviewers. And she was like, well, crap, you know, did, did I make those changes, the first two batches of changes based on this one group of people? And then the third group has no idea what changes I've made. Maybe they didn't want me to make those changes, but um, that was like five, six months ago. And so she's just been frazzled. And I mean, I couldn't tell, you know, she was feeling that, but she didn't 
come off that way in class or in conversation. She's just a super cool lady all around. Um, but and I'm not just saying that to kiss her butt because she's my boss, but she's just one of those hugely intelligent people. Obviously, she has her PhD in uh, philosophy, but really down to earth at the same time. Like you don't feel um, overly intimidated by her. You feel intimidated by like how much knowledge she's full of, but um, she's very compassionate and like just super warm and empathetic and cares about reaching out to people and uh learning about and just to continue learning um she is just a cool person but yeah so she got the the go-ahead on that book and so now that's the proof editing process and she is uh once she gets the final the third revision batch from them i'm going to uh help her proof edit and whatever else goes into that gnarly uh process of uh, getting a book on its way to publication so that's super exciting to help uh, a real a real life book um get on shelves and bookstores and in classrooms and Super cool opportunity, and congratulations to her, Dr. Ula Uli. Um, I always pronounce her name wrong, um, and I sh- probably shouldn't uh, <laughs> by now since she's, you know, my boss. Um, but anywho, so um, that's exciting news. Just a lot of good things happened this week, um, and yeah, I hope that you've had some good things happening too. It's, uh, the last week of September. It's turning into fall. Um, there's a lot of people who are starting to put up Halloween decorations and it's just feels a little bit different. Uh, whenever the, you know, we go into October, the air just feels different. Um, the sun looks a little dimmer, I think, or paler, um, maybe I'm just projecting from my, um, my experience living in the Midwest, but there's always something definitively like different about the way the sun's hue, um, was between the different seasons. So yeah, that's kind of why I, uh, used, uh, that the September song, uh, to close out September. I thought it was a fitting song, uh, Earth, Wind and Fire. I actually met, the drummer at the chess club in Scholastic Center in St. Louis whenever I worked there and he was chilling in the back playing chess with um a grandmaster named uh Maurice Ashley who is I think he was not the first he's one of very few um African-American grandmasters and so he's more so now like a commentator, a personality in the chess world. But yeah, so let's see. Um, I'll play up next. The title of my show, of the show, of the episode, I should say, um, is Sayonara uh, September. So I thought it'd be cute to kind of have a loose th- uh, theme um interplay in this next song by Japanese Breakfast, since sayonara is a Japanese word for goodbye. So the song I'm going to play next is called Rugged Country by Japanese Breakfast from her album Psychopump. Six. 